Freedom Express. I'm your conductor, Josh, here. Well, if you happen to live in the state of Iowa, make sure you're staying out of the woods. Why? Well, scientists there have discovered that over 82% of deer in the Hawkeye State um, happen to be infected with the coronavirus. 82% of the deer in Iowa. Um, now, I'm, I'm kind of slightly curious. Um... Number one, how did this exactly happen? Like, did are all the, the deer not following, obviously, the common sense social distancing guidelines and, and mask restrictions that the rest of us have to follow? How d is uh, this spread uh, so much? Uh, researchers were actually uh, didn't find any signs of the virus in deer in Iowa um, a couple months ago, but suddenly now 82% of the deer in Iowa have... Um, the COVID. Uh, this is a disaster because we need to look out for those bearers of venison that we love so much. Um, I'm pondering giving the deer all uh, the vax shot. Um, get Make sure they get jabbed. What do you think? How can we save the deer in Iowa? <laughs> I'm wondering why this even is a state. Like, what, what guy has enough free time on their hands just to, oh, I wonder if the deer in Iowa have the coronavirus? Yeah, that's something that is that is a beneficial use of time. Make sure you send in a question to Freedom Express Podcast at gmail.com or at Freedom Express Podcast on Instagram. Love to hear from you guys there. Well, normally I don't care what unhinged crazies of the far left are saying because usually Frankly, I don't care, and also I don't believe that necessarily represents the vast majority of Democrats in general. But every once in a while, I think it's good to hear what uh, some people are saying, just to kind of think of their perspective, and especially when their um, threats happen to maybe affect you or someone you know. Take a listen to this lady ranting about vaccine mandates. Listen. So finally, some good news. Uh, kids can get the vaccine five and up starting next week. That's great news. And uh, as soon as these guys can get it too, all bets are off. You anti-vaxxers, all bets are off. She continues. If I can spread it like unknowingly after that, um, I'm going to sneeze on you. A lot of you. A lot of you. All bets are off because we're all done. We're all done with you. But the insanity doesn't stop there. She keeps opening her yap. So as soon as these guys can be safe, screw the rest of you. Sad thing is some of your kids will die, but I hope they don't. Maybe they'll just take your kids from you. That'd be good. All right, so I just want to kind of break down this comment. I don't want to spend too much time because do we really care what this random lady has to say? I think it actually matters because this is the perspective of... Us. I don't know to what degree, but a, at least a group of people on the left. It is just this dehumanizing of people that do not agree with you. Now, I don't obviously agree with this lady. Do I think that we should go around purposely spreading the virus so we can kill people and then take their children away? Do I agree with that lady? No, I think that's a bad idea. wonder why. Several reasons. Anyway, but does that mean that she's any less human in my mind? No, it just means that she's not got her thinking cap on, obviously. But 
I just want to kind of examine to what degree of hatred do you have to have for a group of people? What degree of insensitivity in order to wish death upon other people purposely? This is almost akin to a murder threat. Now you're like, Josh, you're bring, bring this way out of proportion. But just, she's like, oh, take your kids away because that'd be good too. What we don't have right to raise the right to raise kids because we're conservative? What because we don't uh, because people don't believe in uh, the vaccine? Does that negate inherent human rights to life? Number one, but also being able to parent our own children. Does that negate that? What level do you have to stoop to to in order to use language such as this? Oh, we take your kids away. That'd be good. You know who we take kids away from? Violent criminals. Not hardworking, everyday Americans who just happen to be akin to a certain political ideology that you don't agree with. This is America. Turns out you can raise your kids if you want to. Or at least, that's the America I thought I grew up in. It's not the America, obviously, that this lady wants to live in. Alright, so coming up in this episode, so the Democrats lost an important election for the Virginia governorship, and it has a lot of implications to come for the future of the Democrats' chances in uh, the midterms next year and in 2024. But also, it's one thing that I find really interesting about this entire situation, where the Democrats were certain they were going to win. Um... And the left has several reasons uh, or excuses, however you choose to see it, uh, for losing so badly. Uh, we'll discuss their reasons and also the true reason they uh, got trounced. Um, also, the FBI raided the homes of several Project Veritas journalists over a lost item. And this item is not normally what the FBI concerns its time with. Project Veritas, by the way, is an investigative journalist journalism uh, outfit um, trying to expose uh, corruption. Um, we'll get all to that coming up. But first, I wanted to give you an update into the life of he who bears the voice, which you so love listening to right now, obviously. <laughs> okay, I can't even say that with a straight face. Anyway, um, so I went to a concert with some friends the other day, and it was uh, really fun. Uh, it was um, Maverick City concert. They're a worship band group, kind of up and coming. Uh, really good songs, really good uh, presence of the Lord. I uh, loved hearing um, uh, just the overwhelming talent that they had. Thought it was really cool. In as in all concerts, there are a lot of people there, and. All these people, over um, a, a couple thousand, a couple thousand people at least, were at this concert. And as it is with a lot of people, their parking is an issue. So we were able to finally get into the parking garage, um, my friends and I. Um, but later on, when it was time to leave, went to the car fairly quickly, got out. But I was parked on the sixth floor of this parking garage. And I sat probably in this parking garage 45 minutes to an hour, just sitting there, just because nothing was moving. And this guy over to my right decides that he wants to just, like, keep creeping in and cut me off. By the way, reminder, Christian concert here. And, like, he keeps creeping up. 
and like tries uh, almost hitting me in the process here and i'm getting like kind of upset with this guy um and he just kind of keeps looking at me like i'm getting in i'm getting in what are you gonna do about it buster and like i i was like what what am i gonna do here so i finally i decide you know what i'm gonna let him in be kind, show the love of Christ to this guy, and I kind of wave him on. Um, I wasn't entirely happy about it, but yeah, that was very frustrating. Getting cut off, no fun, especially when you're waiting 45 minutes in a parking garage. But you know what is fun? Seeing the hysteria of the left over this trouncing of Republican candidate Glenn Youngkin over the Democratic candidate for uh, Virginia governor, Terry McAuliffe. That was, uh, this is a lot of fun. Now, as always, Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez has to give her two cents in on the hot topics of the day. This time she said that Terry McAuliffe, remember the Democratic candidate, did not win the governorship because he was not far left enough. Huh, that makes sense. Um, by the way, this is the dude who said that parents should have no say in children's education. Um, that's not far left enough for AOC? Yikes. But I just want to, <laughs> um, <laughs> kind of break down this statement just real quickly, and then we'll get into the, what the bulk of everyone else is saying. Uh, so AOC says, not far left enough. So that's why everybody, uh, the majority of Virginians voted for a right-leaning Republican. That makes sense. Yeah, not far left, so we're going to go for the right option. What? AOC, your logic astounds me. So wise. You know what? We don't deserve her. We don't deserve her wisdom. It's kind of sad how it's almost squandered on us mindless beings. We shouldn't, we're not even worthy to hear it. Hmm. But anyway, the I found a montage of left-wing media pundits uh, giving their take on McAuliffe's uh, loss in Virginia. Um, what is the reason that they are all crying out about? What are they all saying is the reason uh, Terry McAuliffe did not win the governorship of Virginia? One word. You guessed it. Racism. Listen here. Glenn Youngkin played the race card for a reason because he knows it works on certain white voters. He did stoke white grievance politics to mobilize a Republican base. He's laundered Trump's really sort of disgusting, flagrant out-racism. Yep. He's wrapped it in education. Yep. Education, right. which is code for white parents don't like the idea of teaching right. about race. That's the fundamental problem for these parents and this anti-CRT movement. They don't like the way whiteness is being portrayed in these new, more inclusive lessons. Yeah. This wasn't about those pocketbook issues. This was about how white kids feel talking about what black kids go through. The subtext of all this was we can't let these black and brown people run the country. Glenn Youngkin running on critical race theory that he knew hit a chord around race. I think all the CRT stuff is trumped up dog whistling. All right, and it goes on for another minute or so, and I will spare your eardrums, um, mostly because I personally can't take it. Um, but I just wanted to kind of break down some things. So they're talking about how education, when all these voters who voted for Glenn Youngkin uh, said that they voted for him because of education values, what they're really saying 
is that they voted for him because they're racist. That makes sense. By the way, Glenn Youngkin and uh, Terry McAuliffe, uh, both white dudes, I'm not exactly sure how um, voting for one white guy over the other white guy is um, racist, but yeah, it is. And it all breaks down to the the issue is, uh, or Glenn Youngkin ran on an anti-CRT campaign, and we've talked about critical race theory before, so I don't want to uh, dive into that too much, check out previous episodes on that. The thing is, these left-wing media pundits think that they, that kids should be forced to discuss issues that so divide adults that not all adults can agree on. And the thing is, it's not teaching kids not to be racist. That's not what CRT does. It's saying that racism is inherent in every single white person, irrevocably, irredeemably, and therefore racism will almost always be a problem. So when CRT is presenting a problem that can never be fixed, Glenn Youngkin came in with the solution. Who, do you, who would you vote for if you're a parent? If someone who's saying that your child should be taught that if they're white, then they're an awful racist. If they're of another um, ethnic background, then they will be always oppressed. Would you vote for that person? Or would you vote for the person that is championing freedom saying that your skin color does not determine if you're racist or not or if you're oppressed or not saying that you have the chance to become a self-made man or woman but it's really not even about racism because that they like to talk about uh the left likes to talk about racism but it's not even really about that it's about gaining more governmental control over every single minute aspect of your daily life they're going after education. Here's an. Uh, I wanted to bring in another part where a big government is uh, kind of playing a part, and then at the end here, we'll kind of take a look at uh, the left's plan as a whole to bring big government. Uh, but so Project Veritas. Remember, I told you a right-leaning investigative journalist outfit uh, basically exposes left-wing uh, operatives in um, basically their own words. They record what they say in. Um, conversations uh with the journalists and then release them to the public uh turns out people say in private what they actually mean and what they say in public is not so much what they mean um check out project veritas for um really interesting content there not altered just recordings of conversations um but anyway Project, uh, the FBI decided to raid the home of James O'Keefe. He's the founder of Project Veritas, claiming to be looking for uh, an interesting item. Now, they raided uh, the home of James O'Keefe, um, looking for um, uh, Biden's daughter Ashley's diary. So, Biden's daughter's diary. Hold on here. Since when does the FBI... Raid houses looking for diaries. So the story is that this diary was supposedly stolen and then given to Project Veritas. Uh, and that's what the FBI claims was the reason that they uh, raided. First of all, 
When is since when does the FBI involve themselves in what would be considered petty theft crimes? Number two. Project Veritas did not have the diary. They released, uh, James O'Keefe actually released a statement talking about how uh, they were offered uh, the diary to um, be released, uh, to, for them to release uh, the contents because it was supposed to have some very um, bad information if you are Mr. Biden. But Project Veritas said no thanks after they were unable to uh, verify the contents of the diary or verify that it was actually uh, the diary itself in general. And so they did not have this diary, but the FBI decided to raid their home, look through all their information um, anyway. And so it, it wasn't just the home of James O'Keefe. It was uh, several Project Veritas uh, journalists and um, ex-journalists, people that used to work for them. My guess is, now this is just me, that they were looking for information that was completely unrelated to a diary. Now, the only reason I can think that the FBI and the DOJ would be so interested in reclaiming uh, a diary is that it has information that they don't want to get out. That's the only thing that I can think. Because otherwise, you're just like, yeah, it kind of stinks to lose your diary, but is it something you call in the FBI for? I guess if, you, if your daddy's the president, you can kind of get that. Interesting how that works out. But since when is the government able to just waltz into somebody's home look, claiming that you stole something and just rustle through your stuff. And don't spout off to me about, oh, if you have a warrant, then you're able to do that. And it's just, there was no probable cause in this. They did not have the diary. And you'll notice an uptick in events such as this as we continue throughout the Biden administration. You'll see how big government is going to start removing boundaries that you previously thought were there. The right to be secure in your house, in your possession, and of in and of your person, that is going to start to be infringed upon. We already see that, just with this small example with the FBI uh, raiding uh, the house of Project Veritas reporters. We see that in uh, the vaccine mandates. You're not able to be secure in your own person anymore. And the whole game of the left is to remove these boundaries one by one until there are none left until you are wholly dependent on the government for every single decision that needs to be made, for every single outcome. That's the goal of the free health care, is for government to control health care. That's the goal of increased taxes, for the government to control more of your money. That's the goal of these mandated vaccinations, is so that for the government to control more of your daily decisions. More of your decisions. That should be yours to make. That's the goal of the takeover of education and the propaganda that is so filling, infilling the schools is so that kids, when they grow up, see, the, the left is playing the long game here. Kids, when they grow up, won't know what it's like to be free because control will be all that they have ever known. Shut up, put on your mask. Shut up, get the vaccine. Shut up, listen to CRT. The government is trying to raise a generation of cowards 
who are afraid to speak up, speak up again for what's uh, against what's wrong. Speak up for what's right because of the consequences. Because what is one child against the government? What is one child against governmental policies? And so when they when they're raised with that mindset, when they grow up, they'll carry that into adulthood. What is one man against the government? And it's really heartbreaking. But even more so, it's scary. What are we going to do to save the future of America? Because how it's trending now, it's not looking so great. And don't take me for a doomsday person. Oh, it's just going to get worse from here. America's teetering on the edge and it's about to fall off, never to return. That's not what I'm saying. Don't get me wrong. The whole point, actually, of this Freedom Express is to raise awareness. We can bring America back. We can take America back. We can save America. It's not irredeemable. Freedom is not lost. All it takes is for us to stand up for it. And I'll leave you with the words of Ronald Reagan. Freedom is always one generation away from extinction. That's one of my favorite lines. I really like that. Here, I, uh, real quickly, I had an audience question from Levi. Uh, Levi asks, what are your thoughts on Let's Go Brandon? <laughs> I think it's pretty funny. Um, the left cannot meme, and uh, the fact that the right has this great meme going on is uh, simply unacceptable to them. And the fact that Let's Go Brandon, just the statement, is considered hate speech uh, to some people is just enormously funny on how on how bent out of shape people can get um, over just expressing dislike over uh, somebody. And actually, I greatly approve of Let's Go Brandon. Um over its um, predecessor, which uh, contained a certain uh, undesirable expletive in it. Uh, so I, uh, I don't know. I think it's pretty funny. And um, the fact that the left is in such an uproar about it makes it even greater. <laughs> Thanks for the question, Levi. I also have a question here from Ali. Ali asks, thoughts on the potential Trump-Owens 2024? Um, referring, of course, to the um, speculation that Trump will run again in 2024 and um, that Candace Owens would make for an excellent vice presidential candidate replacing uh, former Vice President Mike Pence. I love Candace Owens. She is great. She is very articulate. Got uh, She's got her head on straight, and I think she would make for a uh, great vice presidential candidate, if not a presidential candidate candidate in herself if uh, Trump did not uh, run. I think that that would be a very successful ticket. And especially since we're seeing the extreme, I I don't like to use the word hatred, but distrust and dislike for Joe Biden that we're seeing even just nine months into his presidency. His poll numbers are so extremely low, such 
so in the toilet that it's kind of embarrassing, frankly, for him. And it, it probably wouldn't be against Joe Biden. It would be more than likely against uh, Kamala Harris if they would even keep her and not substitute somebody else in Joe Biden get primaried, which is a strong possibility as well. But I do believe that by 2024, if things continue as they are, people will be so fed up with the left's lies and the left's agenda that the strong dynamic duo of Donald Trump and Candace Owens would be very successful. Thank you for the question, Allie. I appreciate it. Make sure you send in more questions, freedomexpresspodcast at gmail.com. Well, thank you so much for listening to the Freedom Express podcast. Tell your friends, follow me on Instagram, send in those questions and comments. And as always, stay out of the woods of Iowa for the sake of not getting the COVID. Oh, goodness. Um, you better not go in there. Oh, dear, that would be scary. This is the Freedom Express podcast.